0: Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSSEX at purepleasureshop.com.
2: You are listening to a Pleasure Podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com.
0: Hello, everyone. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Shameless Sex Podcast. I still have a raspy voice. It's concerning. From from April's birthday. It's not COVID. I took a couple tests recently, so I just can't shut the fuck up is the problem.
1: We went to the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, yeah. For April's 40th. Amy kept talking, and I was like, I have no idea what you're saying to me right now, because your voice is like...
0: Well, and I I would... So I don't know all the words like you do. So we were in the pit front row. That's what April wanted, you know, and this is 100000 people I'm pretty sure in the stadium and we were in the we were literally two humans away from being front stage and so one and a half because I was one in between them. you were in front of me actually yeah Yeah. I was two people that goddamn cameraman would have moved and you're shorter than me and I wore my shit kicker boots so I'm like taller than everyone and could stomp a foot and hey to anyone who's listening that we met at the show who like we had the surrounding group of what wonderful believe, what amy called a man sandwich man sandwich you're all awesome and we love you um i won't say names because we don't use names there but there's some folks from australia do you remember their names local folks um i remember some of them oh nice and so shout out to you because i actually felt very safe in that man sandwich number one i feel safe no matter what because i'm over five nine but my shit kickers i'm five eleven and i dance like a wild beast and my hair hits people in the face and i had water bottles in two pockets on my cape that
1: <laughs> number two you're a great person to go to a show with because you stand behind me and you can still i see, can still see and i'm like perfect but
0: the bottles in my cape were i think we're hitting a lot of testicles on accident so <laughs> when red hot chili peppers came on i finally shoved them in like the front of my jeans so i didn't hit testicles but my hair still hit we had faces. a safety bubble around us and they were all very nice people mm-hmm. they're very nice people so if you're one of those nice people we really appreciate you it was so good to and meet you and if you want a hack to getting to the front in the pit Go with I, Amy in April. No, no,
1: I say funny things because Amy's like, "What do we do?" I was like, "You, you say, excuse me, excuse me. Oh, I think the bathroom's this way. Oh, I forgot my child in the front row. Oh, I gotta go grab." my... I, I say funny things
0: to each person that seems to be getting pissed. Well, I think the second hack is once we go there, we make friends with people. Then like, you make friends with people. You don't you be just cool. ignore them. Like I'm like, not, I'm not
1: gonna be smoking a pack of Mar here the yeah. whole time. You know, yeah. like
0: don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, I want to get to know my neighbors. We're gonna all be together for about three hours. So and you can't uh, go to the bathroom. Oh and no! You can't buy drinks when you're in the pit. So get ready. Okay. Yeah. So you're like a camel. we had, we had a pit plan. Nature, we did.
1: We're like no drink, stop drinking water. I na- was so nature's thirsty pocket. by I'm Not going to say what
0: that's about, but there's some nature's pocket action going on there. Yeah, yeah you just wanted to take something in nature's pocket. Well, I like, did. Yeah. We did, and that's what this isn't we about. Did. <laughs> <laughs> so this podcast is kind of about nature's pocket. It's uh, with Dr. Willow Brown and Leah Alchin. Uh, they now have their own podcast. We've known them for years. Uh, Willow is a Taoist, met and acupuncturist, in- and an Eastern as an expert leah is a tantra expert and this, this is, is willow's third time on our show i believe fourth right? maybe is it fourth three or four but leah's first and they finally come together and so this is an in-person podcast and it's on transcendent orgasms and cervical orgasms guaranteed so we actually haven't recorded it yet we're recording in about an hour willow's show remember how she talked about the turtle breathing yeah and like breathing into your kidneys i thought about
1: that before uh, I've had sex. Like I'm like, I gotta get my turtle breath.
0: On. I always forget. Oh, really? I always, always, never. I just always- think about
1: April O'Neil from. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles I'm like I'm gonna do my April (laughs) O'Neil
0: turtle breath oh that's perfect can I think of you while I do my turtle breath during orgasms hey if you want do whatever floats your boat I want to think about you I'm consenting so this episode is going to be fabulous um, and really fun and also it's really fun we get to do in person ones because there's just more real energy and flow like we have no talking points we have no idea what we're doing other than talking about transcendent orgasms and cervical orgasms with experts you know these people have a lot of knowledge and they're actually dear friends of ours and they're funny as hell they are funny ladies. I like these ladies. Okay, so ready for a sex question? Chip yes, on. I haven't read it. I don't know. I'm gonna close my eyes and drop in. So one thing I'm gonna say before I do the sex question is my voice might crack. It's been like are this. Are you prepubescent? I'm I sound like a teenage boy. And so what I've been doing, I literally have a bottle of Uber lube right here. And I actually learned this trick from April when your voice is like not on point and it's a little scratchy to put a little bit of Uber lube in your mouth. Uber lube does not say that you should eat it, but they also do say if it gets in your mouth it's not gonna hurt you.
1: I've done Probably twenty pumps of that into my body. And no problem. Never. Yeah. Nothing's ever. This, this happened. is my fourth
0: pump. I'm doing it right now. I wouldn't and drink a whole bottle of throat. it, but
1: it to- it works. And no flavor. That's no a scent. fellatio hack too, or oral pleasure hack. Yeah. If you want, you have a little bottle of Uber Lube, and you're going down on someone. Squirt a couple pumps because it gets the saliva rolling as well. And, and it kind of feels
0: like natural in your mouth. Like I just, yeah. I have some in my mouth as we speak. If you're a mouth everyone. breather, also great for helping you sleep. <sighs> That's actually bad for my throat. I shouldn't do that. Okay. Ready for a sex question? Yes. All right, here we go. My wife and I are in, in our late 30s and in a monogamous cis hetero marriage of almost two decades. She is straight and I am bisexual. As of late, my wife has entertained the idea of allowing me to explore my sexuality with other men and much more. Although nothing has really taken place on that front. With that said, she recently told me that it hurts her to hear me say that I don't care if she talks to other men and even exchange sexy photos with them. I'm comfortable with it because I trust her and I'm coming from a place of love and not indifference. How can I do a better job in helping her understand this?
1: Wait, what about two decades? So wait, they're so in their together for Like
0: they've been together for almost 20 years. So what? They were 10 when they met? The exact age are around 38. They've oh, been okay. together for around 18 years. Okay. I just changed the language a little bit. Oh,
1: I was like, whoa,
0: whoa, whoa here. Hold <laughs> up. But it's kind of the same thing. I was like, the math doesn't add up here. <laughs> no. Okay, got it. Okay, got so it. they basically got together <laughs> when they were 18, okay? Or I like 20. I was just calculating. They got like, together when they are 20. Okay. They're in a monogamous, cis, hetero marriage. He's bisexual. She's straight. And she's down for him to explore his sexuality with other people men and even more and when he said that he's actually pretty like down or comfortable with her connecting with or ex- even exchanging sexy photos with other men she was bummed about it hurt her feelings and oh. he's comfortable with it because he trusts her and he's like you know he's coming from a place of love and more like no this feels compersion is the word that people use a compersion um, by the way it means you you're getting pleasure or joy off your partner receiving pleasure or joy from other people uh so is that like cuckolding no, that's different. Oh, <laughs> um, to, damn it. To learn about cuckolding, uh, <laughs> we are doing a second cuckolding podcast in a couple of months, but we have a podcast on that. Go Google that. Um, we're not Google that, but go to shamelesssex.com and search that one because, no, oh, that's not what that is. Although, I think cuckolding compersion's a part of that. That's what I thought. It's just that there's, that, that, that compersion, cuckolding could be in a compersion umbrella. Okay. But cuckolding usually involves some humiliation, some other aspects. Oh, okay. Um, and so, no, this is more like, this is kind of like a, they say they're monogamous. They're actually technically some version of non-monogamy but they get to of course describe what that is or define that but so she's open to him starting to explore with men as a bisexual man and he said just said much more i don't know what much more is and he said hey i'm totally down for you to start kind of exchanging with other men and even sending sexy photos and she's like that hurts my feelings because my guess is that it makes it so that she or it inspires a feeling of you don't care about me that much to feel jealous maybe or like insecure and that your openness to that and we don't know because we're not talking to her and there isn't more information on that but my that's my guess of what's going on with her experience this
1: could be a perfect role play situation where they, they can discuss this. However, he could say, I really fucking care about you and wh- what you're texting to dudes, even though he doesn't like, he's yeah. like, but I trust you. They can kind of lay out a groundwork and then role play into, unless this is something she's like, wait, do you really, you really just don't care about what I do because I love you and I want you to be jealous. Yeah. So I wonder if they could make that more of a fantasy
0: thing and in a turn on for her somehow. Totally. Yeah. It reminds me of Kristen when you said that. i just love Kristen. Like, how can we make this sexy? Yeah. Which I love. Kristen's been our podcast multiple times, dear friend, sex educator. And, um, and the other, the one thing that came to mind for me here is, so with my partner, so my partner, and I have this open exchange of, I went to this place and flirted with this person and it was, and they were really hot. And then my partner will be like, Oh, I, what I'm feeling is, i'm feeling like some excitement and also a little bit of like a little jealousy but it's not like not, you know he describes it as this like here and, and it changes right every second or every minute or whatever and he doesn't just stay in this like, anger phase because we're, just like this couple there's permission we're there right i'm not going like, hey i flirted with someone but i know you're not cool with it it's more like went to this place is really hot guy and we were flirting and felt really good and you know of course i'm coming home to you but i'm just telling you that that like You know, there's a smoking hot babe in there. He's like, oh, I'm actually feeling some things right now. But he has a smile on his face and he's like a little jealousy, but I'm going to sit with it.
1: Can you act on those things if you wanted to? without in in
0: my world yes that we would have no we would negotiate it so in my world right now the arrange the arrangement that we have is you know any any sort of engagement with other people beyond flirting is negotiated beforehand Mm. um or together in which um is a newer exploration for us but everyone gets to make their own definitions for that but i think this kind of coincides with what you're saying you know i i would get curious with your partner when she says she's hurt what does hurt mean? Does what? she feel dismissed or yeah. something, Dismiss, Dismissed, right? unimportant. Uh, does she want you to feel jealous or possessive? And if so, like April said, can you role play that then? Maybe is like, do you, does, is there more explanation of feelings that can come from you um, around this that can help to meet or satisfy some needs that she has? And you know, if you need to feel really special, like possessed, you know, like she's the only one and you're like, I don't care if you flirt with other people. And then she's like, oh, I'm not that special now. What does she need to feel special what are the things you say the actions that happen that you both can agree on the core erotic themes yes exactly you know i'm in that chapter now yes you are and we actually talked all about this in episode number two about how to understand your core erotic themes um, that, and then there's a book on it called the erotic mind by jack morin all about this i need to go uh, back to episode two i'm so curious it actually sounds pretty good does it really uh, it's that's like that's when we were babies, babies. we were podcasting when I, babies when i go back I'm like, oh my god oh my god i hope we don't sound. and I'm like. Wow, we actually sounded pretty damn good for being brand new.
1: I have to, I have to go back and listen. I'm, I get mortified at those kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I know you get scared. She, 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 well, she's, she's a real, very um, special, intelligent human and doesn't like to hear when things uh, don't flow smoothly. But honestly, sometimes I listen to those and I'm like. We were better then than we are now. Our audio wasn't, but, <laughs> but some of our flow. So anyways, um, go check out episode two, maybe open up the conversation with more curiosity about feelings, um, expressing more about your feelings around this and, and then negotiation with each other. And and then what April said, like, make it, how can you make it hot? How can you eroticize this? And the last thing I'll say, maybe April's one more thing to add is Um, dipping toes in lightly you know like what if you start with her flirting with someone if she wants to of course you can't make her do anything if she wants to go flirt with someone that week in the grocery store or on instagram and then invite her to share it with you and but share how she'd prefer for you to respond ahead of time and see how that feels before you go deeper Um, might be an easy way to dip your toes into this world and work together in a way that works for both of you
1: there's also from the somatica institute they developed the core or desires yeah we have an episode the movies, on that yeah. right well, the movies,
0: no the movies movies are still from the themes okay. and still from jack Marin's process um from but the erotic mind but theirs is called they did reframe it and if you look up celeste and danielle on our own shameless sex yeah i don't know the episode you can even look up
1: somatica institute i think it says might pop
0: up on our website yeah yeah they but they talk because they created their own format like i won't say based on it inspired by the core erotic themes as well
1: yeah it kind of is a it's an iteration where they developed it into uh I think it's just
0: a little bit more modern kind of take on and it. And they bring in, because their education is, they created Somatica, which is, uh, you know, bringing in sexological body work with more intimacy. So it's different for they're all everyone. Like, even, you know, we're writing a book, everyone. It's going to have different offerings than what you hear in our podcast and than what you, than what you see everywhere else. So we're all learning from each other. And the more knowledge, the merrier.
1: All right. You ready to get this transcendent bio off the ground
0: you know i love transcendence
1: (laughs) dr willow brown and leah piper bring a wealth of wisdom through their combined 40 years of expertise in human sexuality health and spiritual growth leah is a tantric sex master coach and positive psychology facilitator while dr willow brown is a chinese and functional medicine doctor and taoist sexology teacher when these two devotees of love come together, they blend and weave the ancient teachings of Tao and Tantra for the modern lover with humor, insight, and wisdom. To learn more, visit sexreimagined.com.
0: Oh, and by the way, we're on their show, so you'll see us there, too. You'll hear us, actually. Oh, well, see, here, same, same. <laughs> it's not the same. Okay, bye. ready for the episode? Here we go. all right everyone it is interview time and i say this so often on podcast so this is a special one but this is extra special because it's in person and we very rarely get to record in person other than chip and i and i love you chip i love so much in person time with you and it's really nice when we have the addition of two other humans especially two badass women one coming more from a tantric approach to sexuality one coming more from a Taoist approach to sexuality and two folks who also know how to speak to all humans from a way that's inclusive because a lot of people they hear the wooey language like oh tantra that sounds very unapproachable or I want to know about that but I've never done it or it sounds like spirituality or religion and we've worked with them in various avenues we've gone on your show and Willow's been on our show your fourth time? Fourth time. Fourth time. And Leah I have witnessed many of your workshops Mm -hmm. and so we're super happy to have you here. I think that this would be very fitting for our audience and what you all want to know about transcendent orgasms and cervical orgasms and maybe we'll talk about other orgasms but really those ones that blast you off to the moon and you're like was that one long fifteen minute orgasm, or was that like fifteen different orgasms in fifteen minutes, or like twenty, or what? I don't even know. But I don't I was, even keep
1: track of time. What's
0: happening? I, we exactly time come goes up from away. air. You are yeah. like holy shit. Yes. Yes. Were you there for that too? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like a vortex. You are in this some, like sexual vortex. <laughs> Where your body's convulsing. Like uh, yeah, I, well, and like you look kind of witchy too. Yes. And, oh yeah, shapeshifter comes
3: out, yeah. and the absolute reset of your entire nervous system in life uh, follows. Yeah. Yes. I
0: mean, it's deep medicine. It's, yeah, very po- <laughs> So, and I'll explain more about why I'm so curious about this, but let's start. So we already read your bio in the intro, but let's let you two individually share with our listeners a little bit about yourselves, how you got into the field of sexuality, a little more about your journey.
2: Hmm. So I had an interesting childhood in the Midwest and started off my life in a born again Christian cult. It was a Pentecostal church, baby. We were singing the praises up to the (laughs) sky. So you saw a lot of the convulsions. Oh, I saw what we call Entantra Shaktipat (laughs) straight up in church. And I'll never forget it either. Like this guy named Gilgamesh would come every year. Gilgamesh. And he would pray over us. Sounds like from Lord of the Rings. And And for like, I was five at the time, but I wasn't allowed to do it until I was five. And I would watch all the adults like you know he'd pray he'd do the whole third eye you know osho if you know osho if you've seen yeah. some old footage or totally. books of pictures of osho doing the shakti pot thing and uh and the adult would fall down there'd always be another adult behind the adult that was falling down to catch him and put him on the floor and my brother and i couldn't wait to do this we were like what is going on this is some magic and um it was our turn he's two years older than me and gilgamesh did the whole boink And my brother falls down. I'm next. I fall down. And then we both kind of open one eye and turn towards each other to go, that was nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Shit's not working. That was the day my brother became an atheist. (laughs) Oh. Yes. He's like, he just pushed me on the ground. I am not believing in any of this shit anymore. You guys had me sold until this point. And so, yeah, then I had to get baptized in the Catholicism at about 10, 11 and went to Catholic school. And then got a chance to go I back I love to a uniform form. though. Did you wear a uniform? I sure did. Yeah. You bet your bottom dollar. <laughs> That's in my um, spank bank now, Leah. Thank yeah. you. So, like, a lot of strange and wonderful religious confusion. Um, there was a feeling of, you know, a sense of spirit that my mom was really beautiful about. You know, like, I could feel the genuine quality of something bigger in our life that she was really connected to and so that was something that i took away from that experience but the other thing that also was a part of the conditioning just a lot of fear guilt and shame Mm -hmm. and um and there was some sexual abuse in my history so coupled with like the religious thing and then the sexual abuse thing there's just a real kind of twisted sense of um Brokenness, Mm -hmm. You know, just a sense of like there's something really wrong with me Mm -hmm. and I might not ever recover from it. So that was sort of the starting point. And then I was kind of waking up and I don't because of the sexual abuse, I already had orgasms Mm -hmm. at a very inappropriate age, but could feel the pleasure. And so it never made sense to me when adults acted like kids only start to feel pleasure once puberty sets in. So that was another sort of isolating feeling of like, I must be super unusual because my body knows this feeling and it's also wrong and bad and horrible and dirty. So coming of age and having the rules be so different, like between my brother and myself, like boys would get the high five, girls had to stay pure.
0: Oh, yeah. So
2: it was like so much of this double standard. And and I just at this point in my life, I'm pissed and I'm feeling rebellious and yet still <laughs> afraid to get pregnant. <laughs> Were you a teenager? Yeah. Oh. And so, you know, really wasn't until I was a senior in high school and i met at this really yummy older 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 boyish man hey he was a bongo drummer (laughs) and um good with the bongos oh and and so he was my first sort of he's good with the bongos he was my first tantric lover and um fuck i just like i went to places that i sensed was possible but just didn't believe anyone i mean didn't know how to get there but it was like that combination of got him horny And God, I kind of think I like God a whole bunch. (laughs) Like, how do those two things come together? And those began to blend. And then, you know, here I am, 18, 19, 20, as as the years start to roll forward. And I'm the life of the party, because I always want to talk about this tantric sex thing. And I'm also the most intimidating person in the room, because... Oh my God, she knows way too much about sex. So I was kind of scaring all the boys off. You're like, touch my, my third eye
1: and I'll fall down. Right. Yeah.
2: Right. Shakti Potman. Shakti Potman. Yeah, so that began my career of older men and um what do we call them? the od yeah the, the od we used to do, but now i don't know as a compliment
0: but yeah. she said it because april's old like dick. i really want an od anyways and we, i manifested one but
1: back to the message okay
2: <laughs> well that's another way of feeling um yeah so that's kind of my beginning hmm. so that book with that first guy when i was 18 when we broke up he left all of his artwork and all of his literature and that was when i saw the book tantra the art of conscious loving Mm. in his like handful of books he left at my house and um i read this book and i thought holy shit! this is describing everything i experienced with him which was really helpful because i was giving him all the power I felt this because of him. I experienced love because of him. Mm. And it took me a little while to realize it wasn't because of him. His gift was he pointed it out where it lived in me. And this is mine. And I can share it. However, I please. He
1: helps you feel
0: safe to ig- yeah. experience
2: this, yeah. and also yeah. inspired you to see, yes.
0: uh, you know, options or opportunities that you didn't even that maybe were you like knew or maybe out there, but you're like, I don't know if I believe it yet.
2: So, like, I really remember, like, when you talk about transcendent orgasms or transcendent sex, I I have this clear memory of of like floating above my body having this orgastic experience i'm like filling up the whole room with the sensation that i'm running through my body it's repeating itself it's like a big spiral that keeps on ascending and i'm i feel like i'm partly out of my body i feel like i'm at the, at the top of the ceiling watching myself and then i'm also like in the room filling up the room and it was so memorable and so trippy and It took a while before I met other people who could relate to that. So I have to say, like, those first seven years of trying to figure out love and sex was kind of isolating and lonely, but also exciting and, you know... Yeah. And looked, you went
3: on from that book to then co teach with the author, right? Yeah, well, for I
1: mean, that's, that's kind of pretty uh, cool. Yeah. Spiritually. And that's, that's how I met Leah, was <laughs>
0: teaching because that w- took place here in the Santa Cruz area. Well, you were, that was in the Santa Cruz Mountains, but we you, you taught at Pure Pleasure. Yeah. Shout out to mom, Janice Baldwin, Pure Pleasure. PurepleasureShop.com. Go so to sponsor, we're gonna, to sponsor mom for sex And stores. we're
1: going to mm-hmm. get into the transcendent orgasm piece, but we need to also hear from Willow. Well, let's just get
3: right into the transcendent an we, organ.
1: Well, but, do but we, we really we, need we, my whole history? We not now? a whole history, but just a little uh, an elevator
3: pitch of who you are as okay, a Here we go. As you have Dr. 30 seconds oh, just no, You time. do not. So, similarly, I grew up in a religious background. Fortunately, in my household, sexuality, nudity it was much more just kind of part of the natural rhythm and way of life grew up with a, a nurse for a mom so she you know bodily functions I mean I got my period before everyone in junior high no not even junior high in grade school I think it was the end of sixth grade Whoa. and my mom busted out the medical books and here's your fallopian tubes and your uterus <laughs> and your ovaries you know so really kind of have always been raised with that um that just anatomy and medical and your body is natural and sexuality is natural though it wasn't really like talked about a lot it was it was just accepted it wasn't taught by any means um, then I went through my sexual trauma when I was 19 I was raped and I got pregnant from that that Uh, led me to just feeling very on fire about reforming sexual education. I thought I would do that in the school systems. um, In the public school systems? Yeah. Oh, wow. But But then I took a closer look at that and said, hell no, that's not my path. So then I went into medicine, you know, Chinese medicine and just all the healing work that I've done over the years. And I have never found a more potent healing modality than sexual energy. I have never found it just can eradicate all the traumas, all the stories, all the beliefs, everything that limits a person and holds them back in a single session. It's so powerful. So that's really, you know, in a nutshell, why I love this work so much
0: and you're writing a book that will maybe plug a little more at the end that people can learn uh, and I love the the title of it that I don't know if you've changed it yet but that sex is medicine sex, sex as medicine sex as medicine and so it's I we'll talk about these transcendent orgasms and um, various pieces of how this can be medicine and the first thing I would like to just say it's like a, a statement and a question uh, because we're talking about orgasm and I think a lot of people which I think we talked about on your show about they get kind of set on orgasm being the willow, end goal with the show with willow oh no on their show on their sh- oh, uh, on on we show about the goal oriented that everyone oh. has to have an orgasm so when we say sex as medicine or we're talking about transcendent orgasms or cervical orgasms we're not saying you have to have them all the time we're not saying your sex is invalid if you don't have them we're not or saying that there's a
1: hierarchy of yeah. orgasm that's something that i feel totally that needs to be shared and needs to be understood by people there's no hierarchy of orgasms hierarchical, hierarchical. orgasms
0: but your you're yeah, your way of orgasming, if you're, you know, if you're completely happy with it, then that's, that's awesome for you. But what we're curious here today is to talk about this transcendent experience with Leo is talking about, you know, the whole room and the vortex and like, almost like there's this, this you know, oneness and godliness. And, and Willow was like, let's go right into it before Willow, we were like, no, 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 Willow, you must talk about yourself. So <laughs> transcendent orgasms, we, we call it going to church, Oh, you know, that,
3: that place where the head of the cock meets the os the tip of the cervix Whoa. when you oh no, no, just a cock i mean it's different with the cock okay. All right. All right. <laughs> the wand is good so there's a lot of ways that you can start to open up the cervix because a lot of people's cervixes are really sensitive and um you know they can feel crampy sensations or pain or you know a lot of times Sharp if sensations. the head is hitting the cervix the woman's like pulling back and like oh that's painful so a lot of times painful sex can even look like that When the cervix hasn't been massaged, opened, and trauma released from the cervix, I think we hold so much. I do a lot of pelvic floor work on women. I think we hold so much of what's not even ours, of what was passed down from generation to generation, like this epigenetic trauma of like, don't speak up for what you want. Don't even know what you want because it's not safe to speak up for it. So there's this loss of, of voice and of truth and of sovereignty inside of women. And so I think of it as the fucking gates to the temple, right? So like when we get right up in there in the cervix and we start to release just emotion, like you don't even have to have a story or know why this rage or this grief or this emotion is coming through, but just to let it come through and release it, then the tissue of the of the os, of the opening of the cervix starts to open it starts to soften it starts to release then when you're going for um, intercourse to go to church where the head of the cock and the, the opening of the cervix come together it's like there's a stillness like it's not fucking you know you're not in and out thrusting it's like you're in that place in that point of connection and both people are right there and you're just so present you can't be anywhere else and there's like a, a yin type movement that starts to flow through your body and it's just super, super magical medicinal plus it opens the vagus nerve right? So then you might have a crygasm release or a laughinggasm release And that just floods all this oxytocin through your body, which pushes out all the cortisol. So we're bringing the love hormone in and pushing the stress hormone out and leaving you feeling like a whole new person after that. And I want to say, too, even if you have had a hysterectomy, partial hysterectomy, the womb removed, you still have the energy of the womb there. Any organ, a spleen, a liver, anything removed. Moved, you still have the energy of it there, so you can still access this mm-hmm. type of orgasm, even if you've had removal of the organs. Now, I think it's probably more energetic in that sense, but I've I've yet to do more research and dive into that. Okay, a little more.
1: we have to crawl before we walk, right? So I am holding on to this piece of. The preparatory, I guess, foundation, if you will, for opening the cervix. Because you, you mentioned massage. I want to know how the fuck do you massage your cervix because my fingers aren't that long. it's a wand. Oh, the wand attachment. Or there's just a wand. You could
3: use a dildo oh, a wand, or like enjoy wand. Oh, the curve, the curve. Oh, yeah. Okay,
1: so you're are, you're massaging internally though. Yeah. Because the wand I would not put internal internally. You, no, it's no, no, too no. Large. She's not
0: talking about that. Yeah, not that kind of wand. The, That's a baseball bat. The original crystal wand. That's the one that I remember you know. that. Oh, yes. I don't know I remember one. the original. We used to have it. It was made out of uh, right. a hard ABS plastic, yeah. and we actually I think we sold up your pleasure because of your recommendation, maybe Leah, yeah. and years ago. And it looks like the enjoy. Not the pure wand, the fun wand, but it was made of a plastic, more like a lighter plastic material. And it's a vibrator, though,
2: or it's a non-vibrating item. Oh, see, this is all important. It was was designed to reach the G spot and the sacred spot, so it's got that curve. What's the sacred spot? The sacred spot is. I'm not wooey, y'all. Okay, I I (laughs) can't. You got to teach, teach me, teach me. Think of the sacred spot as the direct, like acupuncture meridian point. What the fuck is that, Leah? (laughs) (laughs) So you have the G spot, you have the erectile tissue. Do you know are you aware of what the g-spot is uh, yes i am are yeah. you your audience the Grafenberg spot named specific. after a dude yes. in germany that's yeah. like hey I'm also known as the urethral sponge yeah. also known as yeah. the female prostate gland. i got that i got yeah. that
0: yay when oh. also known
2: as the clitoris yeah. you know it's, it's i'm it's getting a c-minus so things right things now, now in this all <laughs> class
0: all connected or we yeah. will describe it as like g-spot g area up and in towards the belly button uh region feels like the, yeah. of the, the mouth yes. yes exactly
2: so the sacred spot is found along the g-spot tissue but instead of it being tissue it's like an energy spot so it's an energy. Energetic Meridian and your body, like veins that flow blood, also have veins called nadis that flow energy. And what- not
1: naughties, but naughties, not N A D I. Ooh, naughties,
3: naughty, so naughty. Sometimes they get really naughty, yeah. You
2: never know. Sometimes <laughs> they get really naughty, and, s- and sometimes they get knotted up.
0: I know.
2: Like, oh, and you're to get naughty to unknot, but your jobs
0: are to unknot. Them. Our <laughs> jobs is to unknot them yeah. <laughs> yes, and then make them naughty, yeah. But good naughty, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you ready for the Unleashed Tour, where shamelessness, sexiness, and laughter collide in a hilarious orgy of fun, discovery, and sex edutainment? Embark on a captivating nationwide journey with the Shameless Sex podcast and an electrifying ensemble of sex educators and sex-positive entertainers as they bring you an unforgettably titillating live experience. Be a part of mesmerizing, entertaining, boundary pushing acts, shameless sex style. Ever heard of the slurpy stick shift? Want to learn how to bury your face in her? How about some dirty talk improv or brat taming 101? Hmm.
1: Get ready for nonstop laughter as our charismatic hosts and entertainers weave humor into the fabric of this liberating celebration of sexual diversity and freedom engage in interactive segments, Q&A sessions, and a chance to connect with like-minded individuals in an inclusive and empowering environment. Listen up, Portland, Chicago, Seattle, we're coming to you. For more information and to get your tickets right now, go to shamelesssex.com and be part of a night that will be fun, educational, sexy, hilarious, and shamelessly unforgettable. Seats are filling up fast, so don't miss out on the most unforgettable show of
0: the year. What's up, Shameless Sex Fam? Is your sex life important to you? Hmm. What about your relationships? And also,
1: we give you simple, simple solutions and a framework that you can use. You can customize it to you. Yes, you gives you the tools, the right tools for your sex and relationship. So you get what you desire and it's fun. It's playful. Right, Amy? We're always. It's kind of sexy. And did I mention how easy we make it for you? You have to check out Shameless Sex. Plus the testimonials, they're coming in from everywhere. And this book has helped people just like you recreate and create the sex life of their dreams. So you can do it too. Go to, where are they going, Amy? Shamelesssex.com. Oh, how easy is that? Just go to shamelesssex.com and click on the book, okay? And you can get it however you
2: choose. If you, you want hard hardcover, yeah, audio.
0: Hardcover? We got you hardly yeah. covered.
2: <laughs> yeah. So when you kind of start to become more energetically sensitive, you start to make the connection that we don't end at the tip of our fingertips when we're applying touch, right? Like we can actually feel sensation beyond our skin. When you start to kind of tap into the felt sense of that and then you apply that when you're touching someone else's body and you connect that to your heart. So now you can start to think okay, I'm giving Sacred Spot to Willow. What would I want Willow to feel? What would I want to give Willow from my heart to her body? I want her to feel gorgeous. I want her to feel safe. I want her to feel like she belongs. I want her to feel embodied. I want her to feel glorious. You know, All these things I can send through my touch, through my eyes, through my words, through my heart, so on and so forth. So the idea is when you start to connect more powerfully to energy and you start to touch these energy meridian points, they start to Open up. And it's the unfolding of that opening that allows people to have these really big orgastic states mm. that tend to go longer. They can Stronger. be more intense. Mm-hmm. Um, they can be very overwhelming. They can lead to all sorts of emotional sensations.
1: So this is something you should put in your Tinder profile. I want <laughs> you to touch my sacred spot. <laughs> yes. they be like, well, I like was, this. Yeah. I want you, Leah, to touch my sacred spot. <laughs> I know. Well,
2: I,
0: so I think <laughs> she is a pro. I, oh, I can tell. <laughs> I've had a pelvic floor release. Re- I don't know if we call it pelvic floor release yeah, session yeah. with with Willow and before, and it inspired a lot of. And it wasn't orgasmic, mm-hmm. but Inspires a deep release of tears, of like reali- realizing the ways that I haven't been showing up for myself, what how, the ways I've been uh, holding back or putting other people first in, in sex or in the outside world, you know, and, and and then just crying. And it felt really um, deeply healing and therapeutic. And I've had sessions also, April and I both have worked with sex- sexological body workers. Uh, I've worked with other hands on tantra workers and have experienced these pieces. And then I've also had experiences outside of the therapeutic process. And we'll get to that way towards the end of how people can work with you there's so many modalities now but speaking to transcendent orgasms so i've had i could probably count i'm i think you should define it too for folks what it was that that, like that that kind of like vortex where i don't my definition for me is personally I don't know if it was 15 minutes of one long, like, mind-blowing I'm on some other planet witchy, most pleasurable emotional otherworldly experience, or if, like, one long version of that, or there's a whole bunch of them, it's just you're in this, in this flow this flow state, and it's deeply um, so powerful so powerful, and it's, and for me when I've been in it, it almost feels like I could do it forever Mm -hmm. when it happened, when I'm in that I'm like, this could, I could do this for hours yeah mm-hmm. and but then something will eventually shift because i can obviously can't and um you know got things to do and um <laughs> and uh or like the energy will shift with the, with the person i'm playing with but i have yet to learn how to replicate it like today we're going to have a transcendent orgasm and when it's happened for me it hasn't only been from cervical touch. Sometimes it's mm-hmm. been from just touch from like the first inch of my vaginal canal. Mm-hmm. Um, it has happened under the influence of THC before. It's happened under the influence of... So you of, were high? well I was half of that one uh uh, happened dead sober but really exhausted like didn't Mm -hmm. sleep at all the night before it has happened uh because you were high
2: strange I was (laughs) not high
0: anymore I was sober Uh, anymore it is anymore um I don't know what I was doing that before uh actually I do know and yes I was high um but but, and it it has also happened uh during the end of a breakup when I knew that this relationship was going to end and all of a sudden this this thing happened so for me it's happened not from fingers on the clit right. it's some sort of internal stimulation and sometimes it was just fingers or or a cock in the first inch and then and sometimes it, it was from some penetration around the cervix but it always seems to have like some s- specific conditions and i'm not always safe mm-hmm. because one of them, you know one of those was someone's leaving Mm-hmm. And one of them is, I'm dead exhausted. Mm-hmm. But then I'm like, well, I don't have the walls up because I'm so tired. And so I'm so curious about this, you know, like how, and not just speaking to me, like how does one learn i'm speaking for ourselves as as Volva owning people and then also people who want to learn how to maybe provide this you know like how does one learn to do that when like for me most of my stories don't seem to add up unless you all figure it out for me you know one <laughs> of, uh, It's a good question and mm-hmm. i think one of the
3: most important things good tracking by the way yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah i have yeah, other yeah. ones yeah. but
0: like <laughs> literally it's un- probably under 10
3: to 15 times yeah uh-huh. yeah uh-huh. One of the most important things I think, if you're wanting to create this in your love life, is setting the intention for it because intention is everything. And if whether or not it happens in a, in a particular session is not the point, but just having the intention that that the Almighty Ma comes through and gives you this experience. What's the Ma? It's like <laughs> I love April's the, the great yeah, mother. It's the you know, it's like the divine, the divine feminine, the the Shakti, the mm-hmm. life force. The, the jing chi of, of life, it's the Eros, it's what creates um, all of life. It's why we reach for something or someone because there's this drive and this desire.
0: But a difference between intention and goal, then, it would be a mm-hmm. question of mine because we talk a lot about how goals Love can get that. people yeah. in their heads. Yeah. So you're like mm-hmm. setting intention beforehand, but it's not like we must have transcendent I orgasms. almost yeah. think
2: it's a mistake to go shooting for transcendent orgasms. Okay. Yeah, you okay. don't want to re- try to Like what happen. you've tracked, it's sort of like this bizarro visitation that just happens during Either like something very mundane or super extraordinary. Mm -hmm. Like it catches you somewhat by surprise. Now you can sort of set the stage, right? I'm I'm planning an hour and a half or I'm taking some ecstasy tonight and I'm gonna have a seven-hour tantric lovemaking throwdown. You know, and and in those altered states of reality is when it's most likely going to get very big and spacious inside of you. You combine that with some breathing and like really digging the person. with being super super present really opening yourself and being aware that there's a desire to be so open with someone you're going to improve your chances but i kind of think it's a mistake to go into sexual situations with a super strong aim or goal or expectation in aa there's a saying that um, expectations are preconceived resentments Mm -hmm. and so i think what willow's saying is intention can be so powerful and and when you say out loud what you most desire it's super good practice yeah. because it puts you in touch a with desire mm-hmm. but b it starts to build a relationship between you and whatever is out there that's bigger than us that has sort of its own Connection to our beings and to our bodies. And I don't know what people call that. Everyone's got a different name for it. But I always think of intentions like, this is my desire. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give the job, or the, the universe a job with this desire. I'm going to name it. I'm going to send it out there. And then I'm going to let it go. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like, this is my will, but your will be done. Well, so let's say because obviously, April and Amy are
1: having sex. And, yes, I, wanna... and I obviously <laughs> am a layman or this. a laywoman when it comes to some of the terminology. Mm-hmm. And so if I. I'm really absorbing the information from this podcast. And I want to express my intention to my partner. To Amy.
0: To, yes. A- to Amy. We're, we're, so April's like, what would she say to me? She's so, And and I don't
2: know how to frame that. You can would you say help? Amy. Can you help that? Amy. Two questions yeah, Amy. that I think are really easy to remember. And there's so many different variations of types of intentions that can help you think about it. But my two favorite, because they're super basic and easy to remember, is what would I release that no longer serves me? and what would i bring into my life that would mm. and just naming those two things kind of goes this is this is what i want the release and the opening of my body to co-create with this person or this is what I want to co-create with myself if I'm pleasuring myself
3: and those two simple questions basically open you up to ceremonial space now you've dropped into more of a sacred space just by setting that tone you're getting in touch with your intention which as you said so perfectly is desire but desire where desire gets tricky is when we are attached to the outcome of that desire when, when I have a desire, like, I want to have a transcendent orgasm with you, Amy. I really want you to get up right in there yeah. next to my cervix. Can you cervix. please give me one of those? You yeah. know? That's yes. pressure. Yes. And I'm so, yes. like, no pressure. And like, I didn't have yeah. one and it's your fault. And exactly. then i like, ah. And I'm then everyone's even... suffering at the end of yeah. that session.
1: That's like right? when you hook up with someone; they're like, "Why didn't you squirt?" And I'm like, "Why don't you go fuck yourself?" <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Why don't you fucking squirt when <laughs> yeah. on
0: command? Right. Actually, they'll be like, "Okay, let me do it in the show <laughs> If they have, well, because uh, speaking to penis owners, this is not only for penis owners and vulva owners. So, yes.
1: Yeah. Wait, I have one yeah. question regarding cervical orgasms. Okay, yeah. so. Anatomy, Anatomically speaking, our cervix drops, uh, meaning vulva owners, during the course of your cycle, right? That's Monthly. Correct, yes. So in terms of accessing cervical orgasms during times when sometimes... It, you talked about pain and sometimes uncomfortability, which mm-hmm. comes into play. Mm-hmm. So is that something you need to work around when you're not goal oriented or you are not aspiring for a cervical orgasm, but is it something that you should consider if you want to access this possibility of having a cervical orgasm is, is your cycle?
3: Definitely. Yeah. There's going to be certain times of your cycle where your whole body is more sensitive and your cervix is going to be more sensitive and times when the cervix rides lower inside of the vaginal canal, the vaginal, what is it like a room? It's like a room in there. It is. It's more than a hallway. It's an ever-changing oh, room. It's an <laughs> ever-changing <laughs> room. <laughs> yeah, room, it room. Yeah, this room sometimes <laughs> a small is small it's, it's a big, big. big. cavernous,
0: <laughs> <deep> <laughs> <wide>. <laughs> <laughs> oh juicy, yeah. wet, dry. Yeah. 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 It's a whole world Mysterious. in there.
3: I mean, yeah. it really is. What Someday I'm going to write a book called The Vagina, Stories from Within. Because really, Coming to my bad cave. Yes, there are just so many different stories and things going on in there. So there's that. And then there's also when you are in an organ, state, the, the womb, peak level of arousal. Yeah, peak arousal, the womb actually does this like bounce and dip thing, the, the
2: round. Yeah, so at like high that. levels of arousal, the cervix and the uterus contract and pull up mm. and goes up and down. So when you think about if there's an ejaculation inside of the body, inside of the vagina, it kind of seeps down below in that pelvic bowl. And then in this orgasmic or high state of arousal is that cervix comes down actually slurps up the semen Ooh. Whoa, really? it, we're so, yeah. it's so like a vacuum it is yeah. so marvelous this is the I remember learning
0: about this in when I went to school for human sexuality at San Francisco State and they were talking about how the process I mean there's also like natural selection and like or diversifying mm-hmm. what is it the genetic code mm-hmm. and how the orgasmic process the belief is that because it's contracting it literally is trying to pull in sperm mm-hmm. and again we're not just speaking to straight folks who mm-hmm. want penises in their pussies um, but it literally is trying to actually like pull up sperm there through the orgasmic process and and then the diversifying find the genetic code is like but it, have sex with a lot of different people so we can keep it diverse yes.
2: <laughs> right 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 and it's I mean that's there's a whole that's a yeah. whole another story yeah. about like it's fighter magical. sperm and yeah, uh, yeah there's so, there's like four different types of sperm in the whole thing it's oh really my, really wait interesting. four types of sperm What's yes they have different jobs uh, oh my gosh yeah <laughs> within one human it's very yeah, yes within one what? load yeah yes and if, if, uh, if someone <laughs> is having sex with multiple partners that have sperm, then the there's the sperm react differently to that sperm. It's, it's fascinating. Sherry you know, Winston you gotta you gotta really interview Sherry Windsor. Yeah, you She's gotta. She's been interview. on our
0: show, but it was about the women's anatomy. Rosalind, we yeah. do this, so this will be the sperm episode. Yeah, of get a sperm We're episode. We're bringing yeah. you back, Sherry.
2: Yeah. Um, and uh, something that Mayor Simone, that's another person y'all gotta interview. She mm-hmm. talks about um, solo experiences with the um, cervical orgasm Mm -hmm. and how to start to like prepare your body she calls it intimacy (laughs) so sweet i got to um, do one of those the other night yeah you You got my little wand out and i was like okay i've been playing with all these cervical
3: orgasms with these wonderful beautiful people let me play with one on my own and it, it because the cervix so in my experience sorry to interrupt but in my experience when after the orgasm takes place then the cervix opens up even more so first of all when you have it the orgasm this reverberation happens it at the cervix and then it kind of like goes up into the whole womb so in Taoist sexology we call it uh more of a wombgasm so this even this term cervical orgasm is sort of new on my horizon i've been calling it an, a, a uterine orgasm for a long time Long time. And they say in the Tao that that's the highest of all the organ. Orgasms that you can have. Like you can have an orgasm to your heart or to your liver, to your kidneys, or to any place in your body. It doesn't even have to be a gland or an organ. All of these we call superior orgasms. But the wombgasm or the cervical orgasm is considered the highest of all of the superior orgasms. And what's my point?
0: Well, when you say superior, so you're saying that it has like the most healing modalities, and so it's not like it's better, like if you just can only have a, a and if you can't have one, something's wrong with you. That's not what she said but it's no, more no, no, like no. like yeah, the, medicinal, an term, the medicinal the yeah. medicinal yeah i'm not
2: wild about the word superior i, well, I like the way she is just Sup- super superior. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
3: i love it i love it because that's what it feels like to yeah. me it's like it's a much more a full mega. body experience yeah. rather than just like a localized focused point yeah. orgasm Um, And so,
2: and I think that that's actually sort of an identifier that that is a transcendent orgasm that's different like other orgasms is that because it feels like there's a rippling effect Mm. that is ascending upward. It's not just you're feeling all this tingly sensation in your cervix and your clitoris and it's like it's rising up. It's Mm. kind of ballooning up into your body. So you're feeling it in the back of your throat. You're feeling it in your breasts. You're feeling it in your lower belly. You're feeling it your hair follicles you like know every cell yeah it's coming out your fucking eyes you that, know? That, <laughs> that that late, you're slobbering out yeah. your mouth yeah. you know? It's, <laughs> it's just screaming crying you all do you start
3: to lose control <laughs> of like a lot of
0: your yeah I, senses. I, I, I think some of this experience i had I, I definitely had a tear you know well i was like yeah. but that wasn't an orgasm but uh, the one some of the ones i've had there's been definitely like the sobbing yeah. after mm. and luckily i had partners at the time who were like you know could hold it for me and it's so yeah the all the different ways it happened happens.
1: Okay, time for a quick break. This podcast is free to you because of our amazing sponsors like UberLube. UberLube is a luxurious silicone lubricant that can enhance your sex and intimacy. UberLube's unique formula is velvety, long-lasting, with no flavor or scent, and it feels absolutely incredible on the body. There are thousands of doctors recommending UberLube to their patients because it's less likely to throw off your pH than most other lubes. So whether you want to make your hot sex even hotter, or you want to prevent dryness, take our advice and check out our favorite go
0: to, UberLube. UberLube isn't just for sex. I use it for massage, to tame my frizzy hair, to prevent chafing, even for oral sex sessions. I love how it comes in a beautiful bottle with a pump top for easy access, appearing more like a cosmetic product so you can leave it on your nightstand shamelessly. Uberlube is without a doubt my favorite lube, and countless listeners agree, often stating we never knew lube could be this good. To learn why we think it's the best lube on the planet, check out uberlube.com and use code SHAMELESSSEX for 10% off and free shipping. Again, that's uberlube.com, use code SHAMELESSSEX for 10% off and free shipping. This podcast was also made possible by omgs.com. OMGS combines scientific research of real vulva owners so you can learn shame-free techniques on how to pleasure the pussy. OMGS studied 20,000 plus people of all ages and turned the research into animated modules, short videos, and beautiful infographics that are tasteful and easy to understand. Whether you want to learn about external pleasure, internal stimulation, or techniques with toys, OMGS can help you master vulva pleasure. Let me tell you... I've been recommending OMGS to my clients for years, and it's been changing their lives because knowledge really can activate your pleasure power. OMGS
1: is for anyone who cares about vulva pleasure and wants to take it to the next level. OMGS can help you become a sexual strategist by equipping you with the tools you need to unlock your pleasure potential. Plus, your OMGS purchase helps fund more pleasure research. OMG, that's great. Only pay once, and these techniques are yours forever. That's right. This is not a subscription service and you don't need to download a thing. So go to omgs.com slash shameless to get 10% off when you purchase any OMGS season. Again, go to omgs.com slash shameless to get 10% off right now. Time to pursue your pleasure. And now back to the show
0: but one question i had about this so we're talking about cervical because april's question about the yeah, cervix rising i do want to be is, technical so, about but, it because so there's the a spot that people refer to right um, which that's is behind the, an- the cervix anterior right? wall so can yeah. you explain more about this like we're talking about a cervix here is an area of the cervix so
2: the cervix is like a cone shape Right, And depending on whether you've had, you've had a pregnancy that's come to term or not, or you've had an abortion, or you've never been pregnant, it's going to uh, it's gonna affect the shape of your cervix slightly. So if you take one finger or two fingers, and you get into a position that allows you to kind of squat a little bit so that your cervix can be a little bit lower, and you start to circle around your cervix wash your hand and use lube that's right (laughs) and go really really like right now i'm doing it with my fingers y'all can't see it i'm going way too fast yeah so it's micro movements Mm. it's micro slow and you're what you're feeling for is just bringing your cervix into shape and a lot of women our cervix is misshapen because it's been Jabbed that, at and yeah. jabbed at him, pushed at him, kind of bruised. So it can be really sensitive. And if you've had any kind of health trauma or painful abortions or, um, you know, all, all the reasons. There's lots of reasons why we could have a cervix that's
3: misshapen and uncomfortable and,
2: and a lot of pain, a lot of physical pain. So this is why being warmed up is so important. When someone is able to have a cervical orgasm, it's because they are aroused enough that the cervix is now kind of doing that slurping thing. It moves up and it moves down. And you know like when you're you're getting uh, – if you are a vulva owner and you're getting a hard one up the middle – any hard one up the middle mm-hmm. don't really matter. You know when it's like you really want it hard, you really want it deep. Like you're, you're fuck me if there's now, an ass really attached yeah. to that hard one up the middle, you are pulling it towards you, and you're like there's engulfing. You're engulfing that thing, yes. and you just want it all the way in. Ugh. That only occurs really at peak states of arousal for mm. most people mm. that could be mental arousal, but it's typically physical arousal. And so that's like, oh, I love it deep. But you know, those other times when it's like, ah, too, too much, deep, too soon, too, too deep. It's yeah. like, you're kind of backing like being poked up a little at yeah. And, yeah. It, and it hurts and it aches. And for many of us, we sort of endure that moment mm-hmm. until everything loosens up. So what I mean by taking uh, a fingers or you could use one of the wands that's curved and just slowly with some love and attention going around the cervix and bringing it back into a more smoother shape. Mm-hmm. And it could take many, many cervical massages like this to start to take out some of the owies mm-hmm. that are at the surface of the cervix. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes more comfortable and you feel less Anxious about having attention at the cervix because I think a lot of us are, I've never actually been relaxed enough to enjoy cervical attention yeah, because all it's been is kind of eh, too Poked much too and soon. Prodded and prodded. So that's why like stillness is one of the key elements that yeah. starts to open up this cervical experience. It's a lot of stillness. It's a lot of like patience. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of like breath. And it's a lot of curiosity where we're sinking into our body. We're allowing ourselves to fully drop in and go, wow, like, what is this? Who am I? Let me just connect to this feeling right now Yeah, like what and, and try not sensation. to judge it, you know, like because it might hurt or it might be numb or it might be funny feeling like an icky feeling. And it's just you stay with that until the next sensation arises. So I think the magic in stepping towards the cervical experience is a lot of stillness and curiosity and just Patience. waiting until it unfolds.
3: Yeah, it's a very, very high healing experience to to p- give to yourself. It's like a deep dive into the center of of your creativity. There's no more uh, potent creative organ in your body than than the womb for us vulva owners. And um, again, if the womb has been removed, the energy yeah, of the it's still there. Removed. So you still have that potent creative life force energy that you can tune into. And and for anyone who's never Felt their cervix before is like I don't really even know what the cervix is. Basically, you can think about like your whole uterus is like a balloon, and right at the tip where the tie of that balloon is is the cervix. So it's more of a um. You know what is the best um description is those dog cones that you put peanut butter in.
0: Yeah, the kong. The, oh. the Kongs. Yeah, that's it, it's, interesting. It's, it's, like, it's almost like a like a donut it's thing. Like it's like a kong. And Sometimes it's just like one part of the kong, but then when it goes down, it's like the full little baby con.
2: Yes, exactly. I think of it as a chin. My yeah. dog hates those things. I have things. a really pointy chin, and oh I think my God. It's like you're kind of doing. What-
0: That's hilarious. When you
3: when you put your fingers up in there, and again, there's going to be times of the month like when you're ovulating where it's lower and it will be easier to feel. So if you're in the shower and you give a little squat and you put one or two fingers up in there, you can feel it. Feels like the tip of the m- nose or the tip of the chin, and it's it's usually kind of soft and round. And there's like a little divot, like a little acupuncture. It's like the point. same as
0: the it's prostate. That's how they describe the prostate, mm-hmm. prostate too. Like the prostate yes. in, you know, yeah. in a penis owner's ass is like the tip of your nose with a divot, and then the rest of the rectum is like your cheek. Right. Interesting.
1: Yeah. I have. Okay. So we're we're sitting here together. There's four vulva owning, cervical owning humans, and we have a lot of folks that listen that are penis owners that love playing with vulva owners. They have partners or not partners. They love or whatever it is. And this might sound like Chinese to them, right? They're mm-hmm. me- reading Mandarin. They're like, "What the fuck are they talking about?" Do you have any pointers for folks that are interested in learning how to tap into? Or I know, obviously, communication because uh, they're they're obviously learning about your own body as the owner of this cervix is important. And I love the techniques that you talked about with the gentle, soft swirling mm-hmm. or slow swirling. So, what could a penis owner do? to help with this process of discovering what a cervical orgasm is and transcending
0: orgasm and, transcendent and I'm, going t- orgasm. I'm going to add on to that someone else who doesn't even have a penis and is using one of those wands like the pure yeah, wand anyone or the who wants enjoy to give fun this wand this massage yeah. yes. to
2: a vulva owner yeah. mm-hmm. like what are those steps how do you kind of create the space to make that comfortable and possible one of the one of the
3: amazing techniques that source tantra teaches that i love is like Always starting on the outside, warming up the vulva. Most of the nerve in endings fact, are on the outside. Warm up the arms it and the legs the and body. the hands yeah, before you even get to Touch the genitals. Yeah, yeah, all of yeah don't yeah. go like the yeah. brrr, where yeah. people just try to yeah. treat D- you. Definitely like a, yeah. don't. Yeah, don't go diving in finger first. Like, Where's your cervix? Finger. Here you go.
2: <laughs> yeah, we're gonna find this and finger we're gonna give it to you. It's <laughs> <spring, laughs> not
3: a gynaecological <laughs> exam, everyone. Yes, and then always like cup the vulva and ask permission before Mm -hmm. entering you know and then when the woman and and as the receiver it's always good to practice saying like oh i'm not ready yet even if you do feel ready like why not practice saying no i'm not ready yet i would like more stimulation on the vulva i would like to get more turned on before you enter Mm -hmm. um and then you know when you really are ready then there's a section of the of the vulva that happens this opening at the introitus at the front porch of the of the as sherry would say you know Mm -hmm. of the vagina and it gets kind of sucked in and so the fingers can go in and then just going really slow and like Again, not like, I'm going to find that cervix. Where is it? It's way up in there. You know, just like letting your fingers be guided by the energy and the intention of like, okay, I'm open. I'm open to this possibility of doing like this deep healing work or this amazing orgasm or whatever comes through. But this is really just about being present, staying with breath, staying with sound, staying connected eye to eye with whoever the receiver is. That makes them yeah. feel really safe. Does a receiver present. have to be in a specific position? Do you recommend
1: kind of, or? Because they
2: can be in any position that feels
1: good for them. Okay.
2: But often on the back. It kind of depends on the mood. Like when there's a tenderness that's there, kind of like a vulnerability or just like a sweetness. Being in the fetal position is actually really relaxing. Mm -hmm. And it changes and drops the position of both being able to have access to the G spot and the cervix Mm -hmm. that comes closer. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes that can be easier access, but it may not be as activating, right? It's gonna be a little more chill, which in this case could be really powerful. Um, Sometimes I like to be on my belly and have someone enter me from behind. Uh, That's a little bit harder to do the cervix because the cervix is sort of in the opposite direction. So being on the back, being on your side, I think are two great positions. I think the other thing that I really love for my own body, but I also think it's helpful for all vulva owners is for the person who's giving to just be still and not do a lot of moving. Now that's really hard to do. Let's acknowledge that it's almost I know almost that impossible. I'd be like
1: squirrel. Oh my yeah. god. I yeah, like yeah, to yeah. Switch normally. Totally. So
2: that's really hard for me to think. About. Oh this, my no? god. Yeah. Like I mean and and having someone who's had the privilege to touch other vulvas, I had no idea like I thought I was being still. But I wasn't, you know. I, I honestly, sincerely thought I was being so still. But like, there's a lot of energy up there, and my hand has a mind of its own. So I will often switch to the. If you're right-handed, use your left hand oh, because it technique. has less your hand of intuition. Yes, and oh. it, and it's more. Chill. I am a hippie. Yes. And, <laughs> yeah. So your dominant hand can have a mind of its own, where it just thinks it has to do something. Your other, le- your less dominant hand is really great for this. this. is great. April has an injury in her right yeah, hand. Yeah, she's it's got carpal. Yeah, yeah, she's gonna know. do great there on you your know. cervical later Amy. Yeah. <laughs> and then and i write like a six-year-old right now y'all i can't help it
0: i always write like a six-year-old what's my excuse sorry anyways, continue,
2: so and then have the receiver do the moving mm. now as the receiver we it's hard to like it's so dense sometimes the sensation that it's not like we're going to have perfect aim like okay I'm going to stick my cervix <laughs> right on your fingers you know um, or right on this and, strap on you're wearing like that's it's we can't we don't always have that until we get really comfortable and aware of anatomy and also sometimes the later. cervix
3: is tipped and tilted Uterus, yeah. uteruses can get <laughs> tilt toward the tailbone or or over to the left or over to the right so sometimes it can be a little bit trickier to kind of find that connection but again if you just allow the intention to find the connection right. for you rather than you doing it let it do
2: you because the, this premise is it's allowing you to sink into your body and try to get l- less mental about it mm. so it's helped me go okay be in your pelvis leah mm. be in your hips leah arch and move like play with contractions. Are you and bearing down and relaxing as well? Sometimes, okay. And on other times I'm doing subtle micro movements mm-hmm. as I sort of just adjust. You're like listening to my body. angles, and I'm really trying to tune Name in. The and game. then for yeah. my partner, to, and then for my partner, go. Oh wow! Ooh, I think that might be the tip. Mm -hmm. this is you know to kind of give me the oohs and the ahs not necessarily the play by play every second because i need a minute to just sink in but it's it's kind of like oh we're going on an adventure and we're going to discover this together what are you feeling what am i feeling and and then once you kind of get the lay of the land then you keep on building upon that and then your next experience is going to be different from that and then your next experience is going to be different from that every experience is different so i think come at it in the beginning with just a lot of curiosity and allow yourself, give yourself permission as the receiver to do a lot of arching and moving. And then trim your nails. Oh, yes. yes, And trim if you have nails. fake Sacrifice nails, nails, then
1: you just put on a, what do we say? We do,
0: but do you take gloves? So you actually take like latex
1: gloves latex or, or gloves. non-latex
0: gloves and then you put cotton balls on the tips so if you oh. can keep your nails. Inside
3: the gloves, the cotton balls. On the very tips.
0: And so it, makes it and so covers your nails. Oh I learned this gosh. from Rain DeGray. Um, she's the genius when it comes to strap on play and play all so this. essential people yeah. don't think about it I'm like I felt something snaggy like, ouch oh yeah, oh, yeah. totally well, yeah, and, and once one thing this reminded me of and we're, we have to close this out soon So, but it was the term um be um instead of dancing you're being danced by uh-huh. the music right where you yes. and i don't know and i've i've experienced that for sure before but i remember what like is it i don't understand being danced so it's almost like the music moves you and you're not actually yeah moving you're to not choreographing it oh so it, it's almost like like it's me in, at the
1: red hot chili peppers yes. it's yeah in, it's inside <laughs> it moves of you you, you don't yeah. move it you're not exactly. like okay now you're i'm gonna prefer. go yes.
0: right left right left i'm gonna Boom. make my hips move in, the, in this great move it's more like my body's just listening and doing this thing because i'm being danced but you're you're talking about it being danced in this in more of an essential or sexual way. Yeah. Then you're in that transcendence yeah. state, and yeah. you just follow the thread. And what, yeah. what I'm also hearing is, it might not happen tomorrow. It might not yeah. happen the next day. And if it does yeah. happen tomorrow, it might not happen the next time. Right. You know, it's always changing and ever evolving. But a key piece here that I'm hearing is love. There's a slowness, stillness, curiosity presence obviously is a huge part of it safety is a big part of it as well and then just kind of like following the thread and allowing and setting an intention that isn't about goals but is about speaking desires this is my summary right now before i ask you people how i can find you and work with you (laughs) Um, speaking desires it's okay to be like i have a desire to experience transcendent orgasm or cervical orgasm and i'm not set on it and we have the two questions that you shared earlier that will be in the show notes because i wrote them down and because we're running out of time you two have your own podcast you two also both individually work with people in person and online and willow i know you're writing a book leah you should if you're not but uh um, so tell tell, (laughs) tell
2: our listeners more about how they can find you work with you learn more from you all of the above Well, myself and the great Dr. Willa Brown are launching our uh, Sex Reimagined podcast at the end of August, 2022. So please tune into that. And you can find me at moreloveworks.com. And do okay. you
0: work personally with people one, like one-on-one coaching? Yes. Stuff, yeah.
2: I do coaching and I take people on private retreats and I teach online courses, group courses and seminars. Can you touch seminars. my sacred spot in a private <laughs> retreat? <laughs> so you have she to book sure at least yeah. two days with me yeah. Yeah. and um, takes, and then yes, I can. not time pa- there. Yeah. I will sign the dotted yeah. line. Don't go diving in headphones. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I no longer offer a la carte sessions. So <laughs> no. you have to do an Damn immersion. It. Too late.
0: Uh,
3: yeah. But I still do. <laughs> so. Oh,
0: okay. So, so then you're I want all yes. the cart. <laughs> yeah.
3: So yeah, my website is drwillowbrown.com dot com, and the book is it just coming, dr dr okay. willowbrown brown dr no dot. Um, and then the book Sex as Medicine is going to be coming soon, and I'm really excited to put that out into the world because it's a whole methodology around how to use sex as medicine, how to use sexual energy. We call it Jing Chi in the Taoist system. Shakti in Tantra system, how to use this, um, potent life force energy that creates new life that we have so much amazing access to how to use it to create whatever it is that you want in your life. So that's really the premise of the book.
2: Yeah. And just to help people like, well, what's the difference between the Tao and Tantra? Mm -hmm. I get that question a lot. And at least the Tantra that I teach, it's really more about taking sexual energy and Using it to help heal ourselves emotionally, and then to transcend that into an awakened process and awakened, more awakened experiences of deep presence. Whereas, like the Dao, takes that same sexual energy and then uses it to apply vitality to the body, mm. where you can heal yourself from low libido and different illnesses, and you can really strengthen your longevity uh, with your life. And that's why we're such a good match yeah. because yeah, we're team. bringing totally. together
0: the healing, you of
1: really the
3: emotional, are, and you the really
1: are. A fantastic match. And I want everyone out there that is unfamiliar with either of those methodologies and ancient practices to know that, they're not talking about penetration and se- like it, it is involving a lot of exchanges of energy. Tantra can just be holding each other mm-hmm. and eye gazing and and Tao. Uh, or kinky. Tao can be tantra. Kinky. Yeah, and way. all of sure. this can be done by yourself. Yeah, yes. no partners required. Exactly. Yeah, we've got white yeah. tantra. So and it's, red it's tantra. not some sort of because I remember my mom's. Uh, she had some kind of book when I was younger that was about tantric sex, and I was like probably eight, nine years old, and she probably doesn't even know that I, I had access to that but I was like oh it looked like it always it was always about a man and a woman mm-hmm. and they were having sex in different, yeah, yeah. in different positions and really, so that's not what it's about because that is why I always almost pigeonholed myself into thinking that I wasn't a person that was capable of having tantric sex mm-hmm. or Taoist sex or because I was I was thinking I wasn't wooey or hip enough, mm-hmm. hippie enough. I was like I'm so mainstream I'm just going to do missionary style. <laughs> no I'm just kidding. Look at you um, now. Now. No. Now. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. So, thank you though for, and I, I think you too as a whole having a podcast. Sex Reimagined? People. Yeah, yes. Very- sex. It'll be on all the podcast apps. Don't worry. Look for Sex Reimagined coming to you soon. And check out our episode that will be on there soon as well, right? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yep. And that's right. So. Thank you, Willow. Thank you, Leah. Thanks for and having beautiful us. beautiful humans. Thank, Thank you, you April for making Amy. me more yes, <laughs> yes, woo Yeah.
0: You're welcome. Anytime. You gotta any- do some yoga. And and April's yeah. going to say this to follow us, but we are going to have some clips on Instagram of this if you want to see who we're actually talking to in the flesh. I actually don't need to say it now. Yeah, go to Instagram and follow <laughs> us because we have some clips that we're making. Also, is not follow us on, on TikTok.
1: <laughs> the 18-year-olds love us. Yum. And they love talking shit. So go <laughs> give us some props because we think it's funny and we love each and every one of you uh our our handles are usually just look for shameless sex and you'll find us also rate us on spotify on itunes what it does is help more people find folks out there with the modalities of dow sex and tondric sex and and cervical orgasms and transcendental meditation nope not that wrong one. one. Oh, sorry <laughs> transcendent orgasms i'll get it right at some point all right y'all I just really all love each and every one of you in this room oh and God. out there meow meow. in the vortex that is not my cervix, but that is you. <laughs> yeah, but your <laughs> cervix is me. So We are all one. Get out of there, Amy. You're not in my cervix. All right, y'all. We'll see you next Tuesday for another episode of Shameless Sex. Ciao for now.
0: Want to learn more? Go to shamelesssex.com. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code shamelesssex at purepleasureshop.com.